You're listening to the Feel Better Show, brought to you by Moon Nazis. Um, 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 da, 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! Feel better. It's feel better show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Feel Better Show. I am, of course, your host with the most who's missing his delu- beloved co host, DJ Overflow, who's currently. In Santa Monica, probably on the boulevard, enjoying the nice rays while I'm freezing in Montreal. But luckily for me, I have been graced with the presence <laughs> of a quiz master himself, Mr. Justin from Quiz and Hers podcast that he hosts with his beautiful wife. I'm going to give him a few minutes just to introduce himself and then we'll jump into the topic today. Justin, please. Introduce yourself. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, you were on our podcast probably about a year ago now. So I think it was about a year ago. Yeah. Right? And I completely destroyed myself and <laughs> failed miserably at that show. Uh, well, I'm glad. Which seems to be the, a common theme for me. <laughs> I'm glad I have a chance to, uh, to return the favor and be on your show. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. So as you said, I am one half of the podcast Quiz and Hers. I do it with my wife, Hallie. And basically, it's a trivia podcast, so what we do is each week one of us writes a bunch of trivia questions for the other person, loosely related to some topic. Uh, Yours, that you were on, the episode you were on, they were very loosely related to 80s action movies. (laughs) (laughs) They were good, though. They were good. I just completely failed horribly. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed that game. I thought it was good. Um... So yeah, we ask each other trivia questions covering everything from pop culture and sports to history and science and movies, music, uh, whatever you can think of. And then we sort of talk about the answers for a few minutes to learn a little bit more so that if the exact question that we came up with doesn't come up in your pub quiz, but something adjacent to it does, then you should know the answer. So That's good. Yeah, I remember I can't. Remember, I was listening to one of your episodes, and funny enough, there was uh, uh, a pub quiz during uh, during the Montreal Canadiens uh, hockey yeah. games at my local pub. Between periods, they do quizzes, and actually, like you said, a, uh, a question adjacent to one that you answered was being asked, and I'm like, I know this because of a podcast. <laughs> my friends laughed at me, but it helped. Well, that's what we're all about. Free alcohol. We got free alcohol, so that's all I care. Excellent. About. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's what we're so, all about. So yes, you decided to <laughs> let me in on a beautiful, um, beautiful little film. It's an indie film. It is. Uh, I was. It was uh, crowdsourced. That's how indie it is. Yes. Um, it's actually a sequel. That is true. I, I learned uh, that as well when I was doing my research on it. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I wish I saw the first one because it seems interesting, um, to say the least. You, you, you got me with the description. <laughs> Hold on. I think is it in? Did you send it to me in the notes? Uh, I think it's in our or, Facebook. Yeah, chat. here it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I'm going to just read off what Justin <laughs> sent to me that hooked me on this movie. And Jesus, it's amazing. It is. The plot follows a group of nuclear Holocaust survivors living in an abandoned Nazi base on the far side of the moon. Boarding a barely functioning spacecraft, they travel to the nucleus of the hollow Earth in an attempt to recover the Holy Grail from a group of reptilian shapeshifters who are led by a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> riding Adolf Hitler. So, I don't know about you, but that right there sold the movie. 100%. However... However, it is one hell of a fucked up movie. I loved it. I loved it, but I'm like, (laughs) wow, were they on acid when they were writing this? Oh, that's one of my notes is there's one scene in particular that is just a fever dream put to film. Yeah. So just letting everyone know, we're doing Iron Sky, the sequel, The Coming Race. And wow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, I, I really. I don't even know where to you begin. Yes, I'm. I'm going to let you take it because you're the guest <laughs> and you you suggested this movie, so I'm going to let you foray into this movie. Okay, so I should I should preface this and say, um, I find a perverse beauty in bad films like anything mystery science theater 3000 just inject that shit into my veins i love like the old godzilla movies all these cheesy campy stuff and so when i was when i found out i was going to come on the show i was like i'm going to find something that is just weird and awful and i was flipping through netflix and like you said the plot description completely sold me on this film so that's how we ended up here i had never seen it until last night when i watched it for the show my god man uh, it's <laughs> it's a beautiful disaster this movie it is it is it's it's like you're watching it and like halfway through it you're like i i can't believe i'm actually watching this yeah i know like i i paused it and you're like sorry god i kind of enjoyed it I did enjoy it. It's weird, but I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. So um, it's a fi- just just to let people know, it's a Finnish German uh, comic science fiction action film. Yes. Okay. It has like eighty four different titles <laughs> associated to it. You know, by Timo. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. I didn't. I didn't jot the director's name down, but yeah, I read it. I it's unpronounceable. Um. He he has directed the Star Trek movies. <laughs> he sometimes plays Lieutenant Dwarf in the films, oh and he directed God. like this man is my hero. I'm not gonna lie, that he was able to make a sequel to the first. Like I want to see the first one and see how bad the first one is. Yes, apparently compared to this. Apparently, one. the first one. There's no shape-shifting lizard people or anything. It's space Nazis invade Earth. Which, actually, that sounds kind of great. But this is just insanity, this movie. So, I I mean, should we... Should we attempt to summarize the the major plot points such as they are? Or should we just let the plot synopsis that we said be enough and just crack into the madness that is this film 
I, I do want to go over some plot points. Because okay. there are some very interesting plot points as in a new religion sprung up um, f- based on Steve Jobs. Right, Steve Jobs is Jesus in this world. Yeah. I actually thought that mm-hmm. was quite funny um, because Apple fandom is a hop, skip, and away from being a cult today. So I thought that was actually yeah. kind of clever. Give me a second. Um, and Tom Green, if I'm not mistaken, plays like their head... Was it Tom Green? It was Tom there? Green. He's like the leader of the cult of jobs yeah yeah i was i was <laughs> like look i loved i don't love tom green but he's canadian so i have to love okay. him. okay um he's unique that's that's a way um, to put it when, it's, he's he's unique <laughs> um if nobody's ever heard of him just say daddy do you want some sausage and that's all you need to know about tom green that that scene in that movie Explains Tom Green. Yes. So I'll be honest, when that first happened, I thought that was just going to be a complete throwaway gag, like a cameo by Tom Green, who Tom Green is too big for this movie, which tells you the the level of actor that this movie has in it. But I thought it was going to be like a five minute thing that he did for like, you know, a cup of coffee and a hand job or something. But but he's actually like a major player in the film and actually becomes, yeah. like, an important part of the loosely defined plot, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. I have to do... I do did did like Yudu Kerr, because he is a... I do like him. He's been in a lot of movies that I've seen, and he's just there. Like, mm-hmm. you see him, and then you forget about him, but then you see him again in other movies, and you're like, oh my god, it's him. So he's he's you Lizard know, he Hitler play- and Lizard Hitler's brother, right? Yes. Okay. By the way, we're going full spoilers for this if movie you... that you can't spoil because oh, yeah. it's insanity. Yeah. yeah. There, this... <laughs> Listen, you could take about two tabs of acid, and I'm pretty sure you would not write something this crazy. Correct. Yes. Agreed. Or see anything this crazy. <laughs> like, I... holy hell. Yes. Like, it t- takes in the, the the fact that there's lizards people. Yep. Which is a giant conspiracy theory thanks to a person that wrote a book. Yes, um, that... I used to know that guy's name. Hold on. Ick. Uh, His last I, name's I have David Ick. David Ick, yeah, and it's called the Varilla. Oh, I think that's different. So, yeah, the, the Hollow Earth stuff and the Lizard People, that comes from... I have this written down. Um... Yes, a, even the name, even the subtitle, The Coming Race, that's the name of a fiction book by Edward Bulwer-Lytton, yeah, yeah. written in 1871. And, and, and Yeah, and it's it's the the virile myth. Yes. And my favorite part about this is despite being a work of fiction, conspiracy theorists, that's who David Icke is, he popularized this, I think. Conspiracy theorists and occultists accept it as true. Incredible. Look. Not gonna lie, there's been a lot of digging in the earth. Yep. And we haven't found anything. Certainly no shape-shifting lizard people. Unless those shape-shifting lizard people are currently in power. And if they are, I welcome them. (laughs) That is the conspiracy theory, right? That's the crux of this movie. Is like every major world leader was a shape-shifting lizard person, up to and including President Sarah Palin, which was a joke that did not land for me. 
I didn't get. I no, didn't understand that. It's it's a bit it's like uh, like some people said. It's a bit, some of the jokes are a bit outdated. Yes, definitely. Um, and it probably would have been better to go with someone a little more. Um, I would have gone with Trump, to be honest. Yeah. I because then it would have been. Sorry, go on. Go ahead. I was gonna say I. Th- no, no, you I go think ahead. it's a carryover from the first movie, which was released in 2012. When a Sarah Palin joke might have still been timely, or at least not as outdated. But, yeah, yeah, Trump would have been way better. Especially considering the heavy-handed immigration metaphor that one, like, the third scene in this movie has when the the Russian space refugees show up in the moon base. And they're like, no, we can't take care of these people. We don't have enough food. Put them in the cells and give them blankets. Like, that was... Yeah, why not just make it Trump? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, this, God. <laughs> I, I will say this for this movie: it knows exactly what it is. Oh yeah, like, it it it's not one that takes itself seriously. No. It knows it's a giant joke. Yes. Or they think it's they took it so seriously they don't realize it's a joke, and so th- it makes it even better. I think they mostly you know, th- know it's a joke. Like, one of my favorite lines was from the opening narration, and it's, how's that for a fancy opening line? Yeah, okay, so this is a fully joke movie. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the dude who dies wakes up, and he's just like, no, it's just in a coma. Like, there's no, there's no stakes to any of this. So, I, I think it's completely aware that it's just a joke. And in some places, not a particularly good joke. No. But I think the parts that are the, n- not trying to be funny are the funniest parts of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The It's it's also the most expensive Finnish live-action movie ever made at 17 million euros. Yes, that is true. Which, good God, if this is the most expensive Finnish film ever made, I cannot imagine what your average Finnish film must look like in the special effects department because this was shot at like a cheap theme park like off the highway oh god like the sets are this... incredibly bad unbelievably bad <laughs> like if i was in this movie i would be of like two minds if i would put it on my cv yeah you know like my acting credits, yes. like do I put it on because yeah, I get more credits, but also if I don't put it on, no one will know that I was in this horrible movie. Right. I will say I thought the lead actress was not bad. Oh wait, wait. Her name is just amazing. Is it? What is it? Obi Washington. Oh yes, the character is Obi Washington. That's right. Um, but I thought the actress who played her. She was okay. Lara Rossi. That's it, Lara Rossi. She did okay, like, I mean, I'm not saying she should get an Oscar nomination, because you can only do so much with what you're given, but I thought she was yeah. actually okay in this movie. Um, it reminded me of a quote I like from Christopher Lee. He once said that, just because you're in a bad movie doesn't mean you need to be bad in it. And That is true. And I think she said to herself, upon reading the script, this is a bad movie, but but I'm going to do the best I can with this steaming pile of acid that they have given me. 
Well, the first I think she probably went, I'm going to fire my agent. Yeah, well, fair. For, yeah. <laughs> for giving me this part or getting me this part. Second of all, I'm going to do the best I can with this. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at her her uh, IMDb right now, yeah. and the only big movie that I that I see her in is the recently released Robin Hood from last year. She played Evelyn. Can't remember that character. No idea. Uh, but she also voiced in her, uh, Vanasha in Ho- Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, the video game. But most of really, yeah, the video game. Huh. Uh, but it looks like most of her her credits are TV. That seems right, yes. Yeah. I, I did notice when I first started the movie, um, it said rated TV MA, which I think means this was probably never even theatrically released in the US. It just went straight to Netflix, which, yeah, rightly so. Let's see. Oh, the producers apparently went bankrupt. I that. have that written down as one of my facts, yeah. I, I've had to do some trivia research on this to cleanse my mind of this movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had a couple of things about that. So uh, it made about $400,000 at the global box office against a budget of about $19 million. So that's the definition of a flop. <laughs> and no, no, that, That's not the definition of a flop. That's, that's a bomb. Yeah. Um, that's a disaster is what that is. And apparently a third film in the franchise was supposed to be titled Iron Sky the Endgame, but the production company Blind Spot Pictures declared bankruptcy on August 17th, 2019. So we're probably not getting the conclusion to this richly textured trilogy that they have set up. Well, to be fair, the I, I kind of want to see the endgame, <laughs> only because at the end, the, uh, the post-credit scene or mid-credit <laughs> yes. scene... Finding out that Sylvia Darash uh, colonized Mars. Incredible. Was amazing. Yes, and I, I would very much like to see a third movie in this trilogy, too. But I, I think it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Like, if we can get, like, eight shark Sharknados, why can't we get a third one? Of right, those? agreed. And I like the Sharknado movies, but this is... At least it's trying to do something, like, that's even more out there. You know, like, by the... 20th Sharknado movie, okay, we get it. It's a tornado, and it has sharks in it, but this just goes from space Nazis to lizard people to Soviets on Mars, the Holy Grail. There's a scene where the Pope and Bin Laden are riding in a chariot shooting at our heroes. Like, it's lunacy, and I love it. There has to be a third one. I want to know what, how much it's going to cost to get the rights to this movie or to this franchise. Uh, well, they're to make the third. They're one. in bankruptcy. You could probably pick it up yourself <laughs> for pennies on the dollar and just go make it. Oh, God. I don't have the money. I don't have seventeen million euros <laughs> to blow on a third movie. <laughs> Do they take Canadian Tire money? Um, there must be somebody out there who is rich and crazy enough to make this film, right? There's got to be. Donald Trump. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, like, just imagining the threequel to this. Like, is Putin in it? Because it has to be. Because this takes 29... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it says it's 29 years. Yeah, 29 years after, after the nuclear war between Earth and the moon Nazis. Right, so it's like 2047, I so, think, is the setting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Putin's probably still alive. I'm not going to put it out there. Like he's he's still alive. he's, he's in the there. opening of this movie. He is. Do you remember that? He was like he's like doing calisthenics on his desk, and then he's a lizard. Also, again, if it comes out that he's a lizard, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> if anyone is a lizard, it's him. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of um, the Tyrannosaurus riding Hitler? It's one of the most sublimely beautiful tableaus ever put to film. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's lizard man Hitler riding a dinosaur on the moon. That's all you need to know about this movie. If that sounds like something you will enjoy, you should take an hour and a half and watch this movie. If you don't like movies where Hitler is a lizard man who rides a Tyrannosaurus Rex on the moon, this is not for you. Like, that's it. That's what it comes down to, right? Are you sold on that or not? And I I loved it. Yeah. And when the... That is pretty much the selling point. Yeah, and when the... (laughs) The old lady who drinks from the Holy Grail and becomes a young woman again, like, drop kicks the Tyrannosaurus. I- incredible. <sighs> Just so much to digest. That's the thing is, this movie is stuffed to the gills with stuff happening. Like, you'd read that plot synopsis mm-hmm. and you'd think okay, like, they have one or two ideas that they're going to stretch out, but there is something different happening every ten minutes in this movie. To the extent that, like, I almost was feeling like, okay, you need to you need to focus back in on your, your main plot, which I would not have thought would be my reaction to this movie, but, like, there's a scene where they're, like, fawning over an old Nokia phone for some reason after they have just crash-landed inside the hollow Earth. Yep. Like, and it comes back around and it ends up mattering, but, like, what a what a bizarre choice. Like, there's always something new happening here. For me, personally, and I feel like you agree with me on this, I want a movie to be good or I want a movie to be bad. The main, the worst sin for me is for a movie to be boring, and this movie is certainly not boring. No. Yeah, boring movies are, I think, detrimental to the craft of film. Agreed. You either have to have this amazingly rich, beautiful film that just, like, moves you, or is pure entertainment, mm-hmm. like Endgame was just amazing. Yes. Or it's so bad you sit watching it, questioning your life choices and how it brought you to watching the movie. And then at the end of the movie, you literally go, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yes, exactly. The, the chances of me watching this ever again, very slim. Yes, I would say they round down to zero. There is, a, I would give it a 0.000001% chance that I'll watch it again. Um, if I'm really drunk <laughs> and want to see it in an altered state. I will say, I, I was drinking a beer when I was watching this. I was not altered, but I do think having the beer handy helped. Helped. Yeah. Because you could take that sip and be like, maybe this will make it make sense. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, nope. Maybe now? Nope. Okay. Um, I would want to see it on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really see and see if it's understanding. But I don't think it would be I any won't. different. 
No, probably be like, hey, I I think this is genius. This is genius thing. You come out of your high, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Why are there T-Rexes on my walls? You know, like, <laughs> for the next two, two days, you're like wondering where the T-Rex is going to come and if you can drop kick it, you know, like. Oh, no, you would you would fully believe you could drop kick the T-Rex. The movie says so. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, the T-Rex isn't giant or anything and could crush us. Right. That was a that was a relatively small T Rex, I must say. Certainly smaller yeah. than the than the ones in Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, you know they they really do hold to authenticity <laughs> in this movie. Um, holy fuck! The <laughs> this movie, the Last Supper scene with all of the lizard people, world leaders. That's the one I wrote down is a fever dream. Like if I had a hundred and five degree fever and I was in the hospital, I think that's what I would see. Like. Lizard Sarah Palin, you know, put like insulting Lizard Bin Laden, much to Lizard Pope's amusement. Like it's, it's just one of the most absurd scenes I've ever seen. And Lizard Hitler has the line of the movie in that scene. By the way, he says, "I dip your head in a bucket of shit," which I just I lost it when I, when he said that line. Wow. I, I had to write that down. I just I just burst out laughing. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, like if they just there there's just so much in this movie. There's like, so much. There's too much. Yeah. But I feel like that like, must have been the pitch, it right? It does work. I, I feel like that had to have yeah. been the pitch, right? Let's take every insane idea we have and just smash all of it together and see what happens. Yeah, this definitely was on had to be written on a drug-infused uh situation. 100%. Cuz there's there's no way anybody sober and of a clean mind <laughs> could come up with the 90 different subplots and stuff in this movie. Yeah. And somehow, for the most part, they string them all together in a way that makes a bizarre kind of sense. Like, even the... Yeah, even I was the, about to say, it makes a little bit of sense, but, like, it's a bizarre set of sets here that you get out of yes. this. Because you're, you're throwing in... You're taking a conspiracy theory from the, like, 1800s, pretty much, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That's when it originated, yeah, 1870s. Yeah, 1870s. But there are still people who... Fully believe this lizard people conspiracy Hollywood oh, yeah. bullshit, but oh, yeah. yeah, of course there is. There's people that believe the Earth is flat. So I want to get the, that there's lizard people. I want to get the flat earthers and the hollow earthers in a room together and let them hash it out. You want World War Three to actually start? I mean, if they're the casualties, that's what you want. That does. That's fine. I just I, presumably okay. the Earth cannot be both flat and hollow, so I want to see like what twisted logical arguments they make at each other. I think that would be very entertaining. You know how they're going to do it. So they say no one says how thick the flat Earth is, right? Mm. So they're going to come out and say that yes, the Earth is actually hollow, but it's also very uh, thick. So the hollow part is underneath the terrain. They'll work it. Like, look, if I can come up with that and I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I think you just created the cylindrical earth conspiracy theory. That's going to be on Breitbart in a couple days. Dear God. 
Next week. Next week. We're live on Breitbart. The Cylinder Earth situation. <laughs> Created by the, the man himself, Phil Better, he states that the Earth is a cylindrical shape so that there's hollow Earth and flat Earthers can live together. Well, you did it. You solved the controversy. There I go. The Earth isn't flat. It's not hollow. It's cylindrical. Yet all the other planets in the world are are spherical. Yep. That's how it works. That's right. Should we talk about the end credits oh song? Well, oh, I, I think I may have forgot. What was the end credits song? It's It's a song about them traveling to Mars. And it's like... We left the the Earth is a frozen wasteland, but our love is on fire. I I feel like it was they were trying to do like still alive, but you can't you can't make that. You know, it just has to happen, and it was. It's it sort of reminded me of the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy two end credits song, the David Hasselhoff one, but much less funny. And I didn't even think that was particularly funny, but this was just painful, this one. Oh, God. <laughs> but there's not. But the exploding no, iPhone like, gag comes back at the end, and that's pretty great. Yes, because they use the Nokia to hack the iPhone. Right, because that's how it works. And there are cell towers on the moon, I guess. Apparently. I mean, we're tr- we're trying to See, force this, sense this into reminds- this, and it's you can't. Yeah, we are. You can't. But I also feel now I know what Derek felt when I had him watch Tomb Raider for the show. New Tomb Raider or old Tomb Raider? The old Tomb Raider, the one with Angelina Jolie. Oh boy! Yeah, I made him watch that. He wasn't happy with it, <laughs> and I I now feel feel how he feels. Um. If I didn't have to podcast after watching this the, this movie, I would have watched something else. Yeah. But I podcast after the the, the movie, and <laughs> I think it, it affected the podcast last week. I haven't listened to it yet, because it's not out yet when we're recording this, but I'm excited to hear yeah, it. Yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a doozy. <laughs> Let me just tell you. It's a doozy of a podcast. Um, I haven't really listened to it either, and... I'm I'm worried, um, but hey, life's good. Um, my God, like w- <sighs> this podcast is at least a I'm third s- of us just shaking our heads in disbelief at this movie and sighing. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Like we're thirty minutes in, and I think I sighed at least a dozen times and shook my head more than a dozen times. Yeah, I just I want to know how you convince people to make a sequel to this. I mean, drugs? Like, I can understand this was crowdfunded. Partly. I think it was only partly crowdfunded, but yes. Uh, let me see. I, I think the, back. like, the Finnish Film Institute put up most of it, which I don't know how they made that pitch. Presumably these are, like, Finland's premier experts on the art of filmmaking, and somehow they got them to drop, like, 13 million euros into this or something. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. 
But dear God. Yeah, I mean, does it say we're during autumn of 2019? There were many complaints. Okay, that's nothing. Possible sequels. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Um, it may announce that Iron Sky would have a sequel, The Coming Race. He also mentioned that unlike the first film, the installment would be completely funded by funds. I think that was the so original was plan. Promo but draft. Let me see here. Here it is. The Finnish Film Foundation, film Foundation and the Midian Board Berlin Midian. Brandenburg had come on board to finance the project for $13 million U.S., And they only they they only raised sorry they only raised through crowdfunding. Uh no, on fifth no- of November twenty fourteen, Iron Sky Universe launched another crowdfunding campaign to raise five hundred thousand U.S. before December twentieth. At the closing of the campaign on January fifth, contribution pledged grand total of five hundred and sixty thousand nine hundred forty nine dollars. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, it was question- mostly not crowdfunded, but. Still, no, no, it's, it's yeah. Um, apparently, Margaret Thatcher was supposed to be in it. She was briefly in the the Last Supper scene. Oh yeah, that's right. The scenes. Um, T-Mobile launched a new crowdfunding campaign to fund special effects for out of budget scenes that were in danger of being left out of the final cut of the movie. <laughs> like this movie started in 2014 and only got released in 2019. That's unbelievable. This was a five-year passion project for someone. Who whose passion project like, is like, this? Timo, I guess uh, the director. I guess. Apparently. I. Okay, so so how do you like, make I'm a sequel at... to this? That was your question, right? Sorry, you had something else to say. Go ahead. I'm looking at the companies that distribute it. It's like 101 Films, yeah. Scoundrel Media, like. 120 db film finance like these are companies that i've never heard of yes and probably never will uh, they're, they're indie companies and i guess they assume they thought there was a market for this clearly the numbers say they're wrong but they must have thought well, somebody was uh, gonna pay to see this i can tell you right now that uh the critics hated it on Rotten Tomato. Oh, yeah. The audience didn't like it either. <laughs> there were seven reviews from uh, critics. Okay. And it was 29%. That's high. 62. I would have guessed surprisingly. lower. Surprisingly. Um, I want you to guess what the audience score is for this movie. Who? Out of 62 ratings. Okay. I will say. Forty percent. Not bad, not bad. Okay, but thirty-one percent. Wow. Yeah. So even the type of person who seeks out this film didn't like it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so I want to go back to your question about how you make a sequel to this because I actually have I have a thought on that. I would really like Ooh, to see. I do. I would really like to see a sequel to this that is even lower budget, but has a competent director. Like give a, a real up and coming director, not this Timo guy, whoever that is, 2 million bucks 
and the premise of this movie and just say, what can you do with this? I think that would actually be a really fascinating film. Could be. Now, let's say you had to write the script for the um, Voyage to Mars. Okay. Because that's pretty much what they're doing. Yep. Do you take any situation on the ship or do you go straight to Mars? Like, do you just jump crash landing on Mars? What do you do? Crash landing on Mars all the way because that's where the Soviets are. Okay. And there's there's stowaway moon Nazis on the ship too, or something. And so you have Got you to. have got to have at least one Nazi in it, right? So you have Mars World War Three with Ob caught in the middle or something. Okay, two million two okay, million bucks with that. a talented director. I'd watch the hell out of that. Hell, even without a talented director, I'd probably watch that. Well, hell fair out. enough, <laughs> but I think it'd be better with a talented director. Yeah, no. Give it, give it a new indie guy. You know what? Why not give it to Kevin Smith? He's great at making shitty. Uh, well, not shitty indie movies. He makes great yeah. movies. We don't talk about Cop Out because he just had to direct that. Oof. But I love all his movies. Yeah, agree. But I, I would love to see Kevin Smith take get the, his hands on this. That's perfect. And and give him no money to do it with, and see what he can do. And I, I think that would be great. Give him money to pay his actors. Just it, it pay the actors and yeah. the special effects. That's it. That's all you do. And then you go, okay, you have to figure out with like a $2 million budget, yep. a bare bones budget, make this movie. And right. I'm pretty sure it will be one of the best in the trilogy. Yeah. Well, I think there's no question that would be the best in the trilogy. Having not seen it's, the it, first one. It's a one. very low bar to beat. Yes. Exactly. Well, maybe the first one's a masterpiece. I doubt it, but... Okay, follow-up question. You're going to watch the first one? Hell yeah, I'm going to watch the first one. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> not going to lie, I'm probably going to watch it with a beer after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see how it happened. Like, how how did this beautiful story start, you know? Yes. Although, you can... You can certainly follow the gist of this movie without knowing all of the rich history that it draws upon. <laughs> yes, which is lucky. Yeah, you don't need the rich, the rich, rich, rich f- history of the Iron Sky movies. No, definitely not. It stands on its own. Yes, <laughs> it stands on something. I'll tell you that. Um, I can't believe I read to watch this movie on based just on the description the description is genius it is it's 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 freaking genius but at the same time i should have known that i was going to be watching a car wreck oh i knew that that's why i wanted to see it i i love i love bad movies and this is one of the worst best movies i've seen in a long time yeah the last really bad movie that I had to actually... I've only turned off one movie in my whole history of watching movies. Okay. And it was a movie called Attila. You told us about this and when you were on our podcast. Yeah. He has like a magic staff was, or some bullshit. Yes. Oh, incredible. Yes. That's the only movie I've ever turned off in the history of my watching bad movies. This movie didn't even... It didn't cross my mind to turn it off. No. Because I was just mesmerized by the horror that this movie had. Yeah. 
you called it a car wreck. That's exactly what it is, and you slow down on the highway to watch the car wreck, and you want to see it in slow motion. You can't take your eyes off it. That's exactly what this is. It's a car crashing into a train while a nuke goes off. Yeah, pretty much. I've been in a car wreck, and let me tell you, I probably want to be back in that car wreck than watch this movie again. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's how special it is. No, this this movie, if you have the... I would not pay to see it. No. And I would suggest no one does. Absolutely not. If you're in the States, if you're in the States, you can get it on Netflix. Yep. Probably elsewhere in the world as well. Um, I had to use another form of watching this movie. Of course, completely legal. Obviously, Because we don't of believe in pi- pirating anything here at the Phil Better Show. Never. Um, so in Canada, it there you there's... There's ways of seeing it legally, but you kind of may have to pay for it. Yeah, I but wouldn't if you're recommend lucky, that. Yeah, no. Luckily for me, I had a free rental because uh, it's on. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I watched it on Cineplex, which is our movie, our big movie chain here in uh-huh. Canada. And I had a free rental, and they rent movies online, so I rented it. So theoretically, I kind of paid for it when I bought a popcorn. Yeah. But I was watching a better movie when I paid for it right. so i think it's okay yeah no that's that's kosher i think yeah I'm, I'm i'm completely fine with that but yeah don't pay for this movie you can rent it on uh on uh, apple and on uh, the cineplex site or you can buy it if you really want to have this amazing movie <laughs> you, in your collection right, if you have to have it for posterity yeah <laughs> if you have the first one obviously you need to get the second one oh, that's of the rules uh, but if you don't own either one of these movies and you're looking to buy it, I would suggest not. Yes. But don't don't do it to yourself, please. But if you're up late, maybe you're a little but drunk at the same time, and you have Netflix. Watch it. Yeah. If you're in an altered state of mind and you're in the states, you can watch it in Netflix. Go right ahead, yeah. enjoy it. It is it is an experience. Let me tell you this film. Whew. The Last Supper, The Holy Grail, The Reptiles, Nazis in Space, The Soviets Holding the Red Planet, which is kind of funny. It's poetic. You know, the Red Army yeah. Holding the Red Planet. Yeah. I see what they did there. Genius. Amazing. Um, and, and Tom Green is a guy who worships Steve Jobs. There's a scene where a big dude wrestles two velociraptors. Like, it's literally like a pro-wrestling scene between a big, muscly guy and two horribly animated velociraptors. Amazing. Oh, my God. Like, I'm at the same time that, like, I tried to wash it out of my brain, but every time you bring up <laughs> great moments in this film, it just floods back. It's like I'm having PTSD with this movie. Yeah. Just... But in a positive way. Like, I watched this movie. I'm, I enjoyed this movie. But at the same time, the rational side of my brain is like, why though? There's no redeeming qualities about this movie. No, and there's no answer Ex- to the question, why though? This is... Yeah, no, there's... This movie is a fact of the universe. It exists, and you will never be able to explain rationally why it does. It's... I don't know anymore. 
is it is it surrealist art? Is that what I like? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the whole point is that it's intentionally nonsensical, like not just intentionally ludicrous, but intentionally doesn't even make sense. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're like, you know, inspired by Dolly and the surrealist movement, and they're just like, let's make the weirdest, most insane, brain-breaking shit we can. I don't know, man. I don't know. That has to be it. That <laughs> or it's far, far, far ahead of its time. Like, I want this to be revisited in twenty years, and people watch this and be or twenty five. Let's do a full generation. Okay, twenty five years, and have the next generation look at it and tell us what they think it is. Maybe it's perfect for that generation because we don't know what's going on. Maybe in like twenty five years, we're, we are actually, or in twenty nine years, we'll be on the moon. Because space Nazis. Space Nazis. Maybe maybe this is like showing us our future. Who knows? Well, I hope I wholly I hope to anything that's <laughs> any god, any be it pagan, be it non-pagan, be it any god, Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. that this is not a prophecy for what's coming. Because if it is. Stop the planet. I want off. Yeah, agreed. Well, we already missed the moon Nazi invasion in this universe. That happened two years ago. So I think I think we're probably okay. No moon Nazis so far. All right. So far, we're good. But still, <laughs> we're still I'm still waiting for Hitler to ride down Main Street on a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. That's all I'm saying. So are you saying that you and I should reconvene in 25 years and follow up on this? Yes. All right. We will release... A special edition episode of the podcast <laughs> in 25 years. <laughs> I'll have my, my nephew by that time will be 27. Perfect. I'll have him watch it with me. <laughs> he will question me thoroughly about my choices in life. Yep. And my youth. And I'll be fine with that. I'll probably have kids by then and probably you as well. Yep, that's the plan. They sh- they'll you be know, old enough we- to, to watch this by then, I would think. 25 years from yeah. now. Yeah. If anything, they're going to be a bit younger, but it's fine. Um, we can sit down. We can get all together. Probably going to have better equipment for podcasting. Yep. And we can podcast about this and let people know if the original or the, the, the great movie that is Iron Skies, The Coming Race, still holds up. 25 years later. <laughs> I have a prediction, but you know what? I'm going to seal it in a time capsule, and we'll open it up then. I I, I think we have the same prediction. I think so. <laughs> I, I think everybody listening is in agreement <laughs> with our non-said uh, prediction. However, we'll open that prediction up in 25 years. You come back and listen. Um, dear God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can rewatch this in 25 years. <laughs> that's not it's not long enough to scrub it out of your brain. Oh, it's going to be long enough. I'm just going to remember. I'm going to put a, a notice in my phone to remind me <laughs> 25 years from now. Boop. Watch Iron Sky. Why do I have to watch? Damn it, Justin. <laughs> I'll find you on Facebook. Damn you. <laughs> I'll see you then, oh. man. Sounds good. Oh, God. Uh. Oh, God. Should we leave it I there? Just, I think I think I've exhausted everything I have to say about this movie. It's mostly just sighing at this point. 
I yeah. mean, listen, people, if you're gonna watch this movie, watch it in an altered state. Get yeah. get drunk, severely drunk, movie. like not no not coherently drunk. It's a key word, coherently drunk. So at least you can somewhat remember this movie, and then when you're sober, you can hate yourself <laughs> even more for it, and you don't pass out during the movie. No, don't do that. Definitely you know don't what? pass out. Make it a drinking game. Just Ooh. figure out some drinking games and have fun with it. That's a good idea. This is, this is a drinking game movie. You're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You get together with a group of friends, you, you, you get some shots, and... You make up silly things like anytime moon Nazis are mentioned, uh, moon quakes. reptiles are mentioned. Anytime there's a moon quake, there's like six moon quakes in this movie. That's right, moon quakes. <laughs> Just whenever they mention the hollow gray, uh, holy grail, yep. Steve Jobs, you know, just take a drink. Anytime you look Within at a set and it looks like a children's toy, even better, even better. So, ladies and gentlemen, now that we've given you a drinking game for some time in your life, <laughs> I, again, I apologize if you decide to go watch this movie, which I suggest you don't, but you do. It's one of those weird yes and no's. Um, you're not allowed to get mad at me or Justin. However, if you do want to get mad at us, Justin, how can they reach you? <laughs> If you uh, you want to get mad at me, or you just want to listen to more of me talking about stuff, uh, you can find my podcast, Quiz and Hers. We're on all podcast platforms. My wife and I do it, like I said. And we are on social media, at Quiz and Hers, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email me, we're quizandhers at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in much smarter things than this movie... Uh, then check it out. If you like That's... game shows or pub trivia, that type of thing might be up your alley. Phil was on it a year ago. That was super I... fun. So, Yes, it was a great episode. And you can also find all, of course, the links in the show notes down below, specifically my episode. And you can listen to how well I did on that episode. <laughs> it w I did fantastic, like I always do on game shows. I have a winning record. No one can say otherwise. Because... Okay, listen, I may not be great at quiz shows, okay, people, but at least I have fun on them. That's what counts. I think, did we have fun? Did we have fun? I had fun. Did you have fun? Good. I always have fun. I, I was talking about when we were doing the quiz show. Not This episode was amazing. <laughs> um, just because Moon Nazis, that's it. That's the title of this thing will be just Moon Nazis, that's it. Yeah. Got the episode. Uh, but... When I was on your show, we had fun, right? Yeah. It wasn't too boring. No, I had a great time. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Selling point. I had a great time. Um, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I want to thank Justin for coming on and providing me with this amazing movie to watch and rot my brain with. Anytime. Um, it was pleasurable. Next time, I'll pick the movie. Yeah, let's watch something better uh, next time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Trust me. All we right. Will. Sounds good. Um. You can always find uh, the Phil Better Show on all social media. Of course, it's at Phil Better Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, again, Justin, I want to thank you for coming onto the show and providing this realistic, <laughs> abstract, surrealist movie to my plethora of movies that I have. 
I didn't know I needed this movie until you told me I needed to watch it. But you did need it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. It 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 completed my life <laughs> in ways that I didn't know I needed to complete it. Agreed. It's like a workout and you didn't know that part of your body existed. Um well, thanks for again, having me. This was super fun, man. It 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 was. I want to thank you so much for honestly this movie was it was a car wreck, a train wreck, an airplane wreck. Like it was a wreck. Yeah. But it was a fun wreck to watch and um Unlike my Derek from the Lazy Dads, I enjoyed watching this movie and how bad it was. And uh, as much as we may have belated this movie and hated on it, it is it is something. It's an event to watch this movie. Um, if you like horrible, horrible Zed movies, um, do yourself a favor and check this out. Definitely. But make sure you have alcohol. Yes, correct. Um, before we leave, Justin, I, I, I've started something with my guests. You're the second guest that gets this. Okay. Um, what movie do you suggest they watch apart from this one and apart from its, pr- uh, the, the, the first one? <laughs> Ooh. Um, so the last movie, I, I haven't had a lot of time to, to watch movies lately. I started a new job recently. Um, but, <sighs> but the last movie I watched prior to this one was Knives Out and, if you want to see the full spectrum of quality that the film genre is capable of, Knives Out is on one end, and this is on the other. So I would recommend seeing Knives Out if it's still in the cinema by you, because it's it's really just a great modern take on the murder mystery. Great ensemble cast. You'll get used to Daniel Craig's accent after a few minutes, don't worry. Um... <laughs> but yeah, Knives Out is great. So I would say watch this and then watch that and you will get the full gamut of filmmaking quality. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Your movie for this week is Knives Out. Go check it out in a theater near you if you can. If not, I know some of you may not may not have the same scruples as we do here at the <laughs> Feel Better Show. And if you can find it on a, some sort of streaming system, Watch it there. You'll enjoy it. I had the opportunity to see it after uh, after some time off. So it was an amazing movie. I do agree with Justin. It, it It is on the opposite end of the spectrum of good movies. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah. Go see Knives Out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Phil Better. Go see a movie and have a great day.